Welcome. I am Rebecca Tabbert, former overweight atheist, corporate girl turned fit over 40, purpose chasing God girl, and fitness coach entrepreneur. Listen, I remember my struggle with food, eating for comfort, and feeling uncomfortable in my body. I remember my battle was stinking thinking that kept me stuck by telling me things like, I'm not good enough. Fast forward through a lot of time in God's word, a couple big leaps of faith, building godly grit through adversity and investing in my own personal and professional development. And you will find the life I live, lead and coach today which includes an amazing personal relationship with God and a level of fitness in mind and body that I truly didn't even know was possible from where I started. A life committed to teaching women how to create their own life-changing and sustainable transformations. With the help of an amazing team, I've been honored to help thousands of women achieve their goals over the last decade. I created the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast to give you inspiration and a belief in what is possible and to give you simple and practical steps for deepening your faith, crushing the stinking thinking, and becoming fit in mind and body. So if you're a woman of faith who is ready to talk all things faith, fitness, and freedom so that you can continue to develop faith that moves mountains, get the body that reflects the best vision of yourself and experience greater freedom to claim and live your kingdom purpose, then you're in the right place. So let's dive in. Ladies, I have a special treat for you today. I just wrapped up our Faith and Freedom Breakthrough Women's Wellness Virtual Event, and it was such a phenomenal weekend. I was honored to interview experts and powerful women from all topics wellness, whether it is nutrition, mental health, financial health, the stories of testimony and the power it provides for building our faith. It was such a phenomenal weekend from the speakers to the ladies that attended. And what I wanted to share with you was what each speaker unknowingly touched on throughout the weekend was the power of our thoughts. And I brought it all together in one of the final segments of the weekend, and I wanted to share my segment with you through the podcast this week. And so you'll be listening in to the segment I did live on the power of our thoughts, bringing it all together for those that were in attendance, and specifically what four areas of choices can have a dramatic impact on our way of being, our life circumstances, how we perceive life. So take a listen. What I want to bring together for you guys from this weekend is I hope that you are hearing one of the underlying themes. And so we, this weekend so far, have been able to experience 
um, experts in their field from all different aspects of health and wellness and spiritual growth and connection. And um, one of the things that I hope that you have heard is that one of the underlying themes is the power of our thoughts, because this is the best truth that I can give you in any given moment, I think. And that is that you really do have much more power than most women give themselves credit for because we get to choose our focus. We get to choose our thoughts. And well, I should say, let me reframe that. The, it's not that we are choosing our thoughts. It's that our circumstances and our belief systems are driven by our thoughts. So we can give you all the tools, all the resources, all the plans, all of the everything, right? What will be most critical in order for these messages to really land with you and for you to be able to carry them out is when you start taking inventory of your thoughts. And that is one of the things that I work with clients on and many of these um, amazing women have talked about this weekend because the power of our thoughts, we may not control the reactive thought, but we do get to control our ability to first and foremost recognize that we're having thoughts because so many of them are just auto replay, right? So it becomes a process of being able to recognize what we are thinking, getting intentional about what we're thinking. And even when it is a reactive thought, we then over time, once we learn to recognize that, we then get to choose what we're gonna do with it. And we get to choose how long we're gonna allow it to sit with us and then what we're going to do to respond to it. One of the things that we get to really focus on, and this is what I wanna highlight for you in this moment, is the power of our choices. When we realize that so much of what we experience on a daily basis comes down to our thoughts and our choices, then we are able to experience a greater level of joy, depth, experience, you know, connection, accomplishment, if that's something that's on your radar, because we grab back more of the, uh, like our, I'm going to want to call it personal power, um, when we choose to recognize it. So there's four areas in which we get to make choices that I want to make sure you are front of mind aware with. So again, get your journal, get your notes and make sure that you're, um, you're dialed in for this because it's such a critical component of you being able to walk away this weekend and, and pull this all together. So the first thing that we get to choose is we get to choose our focus. Like I said, we don't always choose the thought that might initially come to us but we do get to choose how long we get to sit with it. And so that is one of the ways that focus shows up, right? The word tells us, God's word tells us that what, you know, to focus on what is good and lovely. And it's not that life is all sunshine and rainbows, but here's the thing. When we focus on what is not going well, when we focus on what we aren't happy with, we will see more of what isn't going well. We will attract more of what isn't going well because we start making choices that align with that path. And one of the conversations, we talked just briefly about the RAS system, particularly activation system, and there's a lot of research going behind that. One of the original books I shared with you that, well, my original book was the Bible and God's word, but I shared with you that I got ultra intentional over the last 
really 10 to 12 years in cultivating my mindset in cultivating my belief system in cultivating becoming what I now term a student of my own mind and body. And one of the things that first came to mind was a book by Maxwell Maltz called Psycho-Cybernetics. And it's an older book. You will find that it's one of the like well-hidden secrets in that when you get into the book, you can see all of these amazing people that you will see in, you know, having quote unquote success in different aspects of life that really leaned into this book and, and adapted its principles. One of the people that comes to mind is Vince Lombardi because of the whole coach thing. Um, not only did he carry it in his back pocket, people say that it was all you know torn and tattered, but he had his entire winning team reading this book over and over again. Because in that book, they talk about the theater of the mind. It's one of the concepts. And that becomes down to our ability to focus on something that we want. And when we create a theater of our mind, it's creating what we want, an image of what we want, and then spending time focusing on what we want. Because when we want that, when we focus on it, when we get intentional and spend time there, then we start innately making choices that align with that. And we build our belief system in what is possible. The four minute mile, Roger Bannister was originally told that he would never be able to break a four minute mile or run a four minute mile because they literally thought at the time that legs would break, that it was physically impossible. And so he was determined to hit a four minute mile. He not only physically trained for it, but he also visualized it and mentally practiced as if it was happening and already had happened. And with his time invested in the mental aspect as well as physical training, not only did Roger Bannister break the four minute mile, but in fact, I think it was four or five people, maybe even six people that same year then broke the four minute mile. But it took one person believing in himself and believing in what is possible in order for him to make that come to be. And the power of vision is critical. So it's actually something that we go into much more detail in my coaching programs because it is transformational and a foundation of being able to create the success that we want in our life. The second thing that we get to create, not related to thoughts, but related to our choices, is the people that we choose to invest time in. And you ladies are already on track because you have spent a significant amount of time this weekend connected with like-minded women, and you have chosen to be engaged and interactive. And the people in our life make a massive impact in our thoughts, in our beliefs, and in ultimately our choices. And then of course, our choices applied consistently over time is what creates our lifestyle. There's an old adage that is proven to be very true time and time again, in that you will become the average sum of the five people you invest the most time with. So what does that mean? That means that when you want to level up your fitness, when you want to level up your spiritual growth, when you want to level up any aspect of your life, you want to surround yourself with people that are like-minded. And yes, they can be people that want to level up with you, but you also want to connect with people that are already where you want to be. 
and they are going to be able to one inspire you show you what is possible and again build that faith and that confidence a lot of the people that you see to be successful you see as we talked about in one of the other series their highlight reel what you don't see is what it took for them to get to that point in success so connecting with people that are already where you want to be allows you to create a you know dr asario talked about the the freeway right when we get connected with people that have already built that freeway to that success point that we want to or you know part carved the way maybe it's not freeway is not a good analogy because it wasn't a freeway but because they've been through it because they've traveled it they're able to make the journey a little more comfortable for you when they have a teaching spirit and they're a mentor and, and all that kind of thing. There has to be a, a point of character that is taken into consideration as well. The same is true, unfortunately, is if you have people in your life that maybe don't support your goals, don't support your aspirations, or they're not growth oriented, or maybe they're critical or whatever the case may be, there is a time to realize, and Dr. Dai talked about this, like sometimes you just have to say no. There are gonna be situations where as you continue to get healthy, as you continue to grow, as you continue to want to do better and expand or just be better, we're not talking about performance or achievement necessarily, although there's nothing wrong with you wanting to, you know, whatever aspect you want to, to achieve in, right? There's nothing wrong with that either, but, just in growing and becoming the next best version of ourselves, you want to make sure that you're connected and you want to make sure that you're not being held back. So there's a time and place where you get to decide and really do an audit on the people in your life in terms of are they, uh, you know, are they hypercritical? Is it somebody that you can set boundaries around? Or is it somebody that really maybe was only meant to be in your life for a season and it's time to move on? And it doesn't have to be a formal conversation. There's no reason to have any hurt feelings, but maybe it's time for you to be walking in a season where you spend less time with them or you're not as connected with them because you will become the sum of the average five people you spend the most time with. Now, one of the ways to get connected with people is in a virtual environment. I have done an amazing um, different programs and coaching programs. I've mentioned I've invested tens of thousands of dollars. And I would say that 90 to 95% of that has been virtual. So you can also find resources. So yes, of course, I believe in the power of investing in coaching. I already shared that I do it myself over and over again. You can also start with mentors and books on, you know, using, there's so many resources on YouTube or audiobooks, whatever the case may be, you can create a virtual mentor, mentorship as well, right? And the next third thing is 100% ownership. So realizing without condemnation that truly whatever situation you're looking at and analyzing in life. It is 100% in your control to either stay the same or change. And there's a really good book on this as well called Extreme Ownership, where he talks about a new level of ownership to the point where one of the examples he gives is that if the power goes out in your house and you lose all your food in the refrigerator, that's not Southern California Edison's or whatever your local electric company is. It's not their fault. It's my fault. 
Because reality is if I had thought ahead, if I had planned ahead, then I could have gotten a backup generator so that in the event my power goes down, I have a backup plan for my refrigerator. Again, there is no judgment or condemnation. The point is so that when you get to that level of ownership, you actually take your power back. As long as you also, in tandem with that, apply the rule that you are, there is no condemnation or criticism for yourself. That's not of God, right? There is a conviction of correction, loving correction from God. But when you start to feel beat up, when you start to feel um, discouraged, when you start to tell yourself that you're not good enough or, or anything along those lines, that is condemnation that does not belong in your thought process. So go back to catching your thoughts and choosing differently, right? Take every thought captive and learning over time how to replace that. So when we take 100% responsibility, we actually get to take back our personal power. When we allow ourselves to decide that it's somebody else's fault or it's this circumstance and that's not where I want to be or it's this, uh, excuse me, uh, this circumstance is why I'm not where I want to be, then we remove part of our personal power. And just imagine it may be hard. It may be difficult. And we've talked about that at different seasons or sessions this weekend as well in that it may be time to get creative. It may be a process of you saying, I'm really not sure how to do this yet. I'm not really sure how to get beyond this circumstance yet, but I'm a work in progress and I'm going to find the resources and be encouraged that there really is a way. When there, the, the old saying that when there is a will, there is a way is 100% true. When we feel like I can't, you know, going back to 100% responsibility, sometimes we are 100% ownership, same thing. Sometimes we say, I don't have time. I don't, I, I can't afford it. I, you know, was late because of traffic. You were late because of traffic. No, you expected the traffic to be on time. So you were late, right? I can't afford whatever it is you think you want. When it's crazy how creative we get, when it is important enough to us. One of my mentors said at one point that we vote with our dollars. So what we choose to spend our money on intentionally or not intentionally. And what I mean is whether you're mindful about how you're spending or you're not mindful about how you're spending, you're voting with what's most important based on how you're investing or spending your money, right? Because when something is really critical, I'll take the example of a parent and their child, the child wants something and, our, and or it's a medical, God forbid, but something medical comes up, we figure out a way and get super, super creative to make that happen because the want, the desire is powerful enough. But as women, so often we won't do that for ourselves because we don't value ourselves enough or we don't value our self-care as we've been talking about throughout the weekend, right? We don't, and it's not that we don't value, in some instances, it may not be that we don't value ourselves. We underestimate the deficit we are operating from when we don't prioritize our self-care first. God first, his word and time with him, then our self-care and our own well-being because you can only give your best when you are at your best. As I've said multiple times throughout the conversations, I believe each and every one of us are created on purpose 
with a very unique and specific purpose that only you can potentially give. But we get to step in and be an active participant in that, which means that we want to do everything to be at our healthiest condition in mind, body, and spirit, because anything short of that is a block that holds us back from experiencing and stepping into our fullest potential on any given day, right? Part of that comes back to taking that ownership in your time, in your resources, in your thought process, and all that we've already talked about today. The fourth thing is making the choice to consider when you are having thoughts, when you are having emotions that are negative and heavy, do I want to be pitiful or powerful in this moment? I am not the originator of that. I got that from Joyce Meyer a long time ago, but it is something that I have held on to. So trust me when I say that I am preaching to the choir, even to this day, when I start to go down a negative rabbit hole, when I start to get feel myself kind of get in a funk or get distracted by something that might be a discouragement, I've said in different segments that I know and the Bible assures us that there is an enemy and that his goal is to seek and destroy. He cannot destroy us. God is already one. He is already the victor. So the enemy will work overtime to discourage and distract us, right? And so we get to be knowledge empowered and be on guard of how he is going to discourage and distract us. And that will look different for each and every person. The enemy knows your weakness. He knows what bothers you. He knows what buttons to push and what will get to you. So it's important that you know what those are so that you know how to defend. And we are taught to take on the full armor of God, to be proactive so that when that attack comes, we're able to recognize it. And when we're having a moment where we're feeling discouraged and distracted, we get to choose pitiful or powerful. So I'll tell you what I speak for myself. And that is in a moment where I am feeling discouraged and distracted, I will ask myself, Rebecca, do you want to be pitiful or powerful in this moment? And I'm going to get tears in my eyes and chills in my arms because every moment is my God, I choose to be powerful because anything short of that, and I can't do it on my own. I am not some superwoman. I know that on my you know, humbled heart that I cannot do what I'm expected to do on a daily basis by myself. But thank God for his spirit in me because it is his power, his strength, his strength and his spirit that works in me that empowers me to go from pitiful to powerful, right? When we are in a place, it's not that having sad emotion, it's not that you aren't faith-filled when you feel sad. It's not that you aren't on plan for amazing things when you feel sad. In fact, the more attack that comes against you, probably the greater your, 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 the extent of your purpose that you are in the brink of or in the midst of experiencing because God or the enemy doesn't need to worry about the people that are, you know, not paying attention or that are living less than, right? 
When you have a call on your life, you are marked with a target, but be reassured that God has already won the battle. He knew every choice that you would ever make, ever had made, and he has already planned the path. He promises that he has already been before us. He is behind us, he is beside us, and he is in our future. So you can know and rest assured that he is, as long as you are doing your part, you are getting yourself situated every single day with doing your best to seek him first, to be still, be quiet, bring all your anxiousness to him. And through prayer and supplication, let your request be known to him and he will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. And then you get to be an active participant. So when you have those moments where you do feel discouraged, you are going to be better positioned when you move to that position of power. And it is a process like anything else. It's a journey like anything else. Our faith walk is a journey like anything else. Like I talk about success. It's not here. It's here and then maybe here and then here and then maybe here. But whether it's your fitness journey or your faith journey, when you put in the work, when you do the inner work, when you do the hard work, then when you are on that path, your dips become further and fewer between. You get to move from pitiful to powerful faster. You get to recognize when you're stuck and you get to move and make choices that are gonna align with your greatest purpose faster. You'll stay down for a shorter period of time and they'll happen further and further, for further and fewer between. So again, just to encourage you and impress upon you that there is so much within our current environment that is in your control. We cannot control everything. We cannot control the circumstances around us. We do get to, over time, start to recognize our thoughts and recognize what empowers us, recognize what disempowers us, choose our focus on what empowers us, choose the meaning that we are giving to things and assume the best, hope the best, prayer with expectation, like Miss Wendy Pope was talking about, that we get to praise him in advance for the good work that he is doing in us. Because again, he promises to work all things out for his good, for those that believe. And he promises that he will continue to work in us until the day that he chooses to bring us home. So I hope that that was helpful for you. I am so excited to have spent the last couple of days. It is not over with, so do not go anywhere. I want to share with you this amazing conversation with Christina. Before I do, what I want to invite to you for my you know, free gift, what have you, is a webinar I'm doing later this week on purpose with purpose from autopilot to living with intention. So if you'd like to be part of that uh, webinar, you can drop the uh, purpose in the comments below and I'll make sure you get it. I'll send it out to you either way. And then I will be fully transparent. Part of that webinar is that I will be setting it up to talk about my next 12-week program. Uh, and in that program, it is an investment into the coaching program. So just full transparency, that is a big part of that platform. But again, like I've always said, it's no pressure. We're either meant to work together and you will feel led to do that, or you will be encouraged, be inspired, and, have, and walk away with some powerful tools and knowledge. Knowledge is only the beginning. You have got to take action. And the best way to take action is by being connected and getting the support and the coaching that's going to help you get to that next stage. Fair enough? All right.
I hope that segment blesses you as much as it did for me to even be the deliverer of it. As you can tell, I got uh, quite on fire and felt that God was very present in that moment. I can almost guarantee that there will be future women's events uh, done virtually, and the event was free to all the attendees, and it was just such a blessing and an honor to bring all of the amazing women together from the speakers to the women that were in attendance all weekend. In this segment, I do mention my 12-week Faith, Fitness, and Freedom project that is coming up just around the corner, and this is a transformation program that is for women specifically that have more than 20 pounds to lose or 20 pounds or more to lose, but they know that they are wanting sustainable results. And so in this program, we will go through nutrition, but we will also be working on the inner work referenced here and so much more when it comes to the power of our thoughts and how to really understand that thoughts are the foundation of transformation. Thoughts are the foundation of our everyday experience in life and what we get to be and what we get to give and the hope that uh, we rely on as we continue to work on who we are becoming. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in, If that sounds like something that is a potential good fit for you, then I would encourage you to click the link in these notes. Do not procrastinate. Do not wait. Set up a call so that we can talk about whether or not this would be a good fit for you. We start in just a couple of weeks, so time is of the essence and the spots are limited. I hope that you enjoy an amazing week and continue to receive blessings from this podcast. And if you are not already connected with our private group community on Facebook, please click the link in the notes to join us at Faith, Fitness, and Freedom community on Facebook. Bye for now.